Hello again. Welcome back to the Flying Style Podcast. My name is Matt Mitchell, here with my co-host Stephen Masley. Matthew! (laughs) And obviously, you can tell how excited we are to talk about the Eagles today after a nice 24-7 victory over the Minnesota Vikings. And we are now 2-0 on the season. So, Masley, let's start off with your thoughts. What do you think? I am happy, Matthew. Super duper happy. I'm super glad I'm wrong. I'm super glad I saw the things I saw yesterday, and I love it. I love this team. If we play like the first half every single game, I'm not going to say it, but we can go far somewhere to a bowl. But no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not saying that. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but I like it. Let's jump right in. Hey, man. Uh, I'm feeling the same kind of way right now. Um I'm not gonna get as not gonna get quite on the same level as you. Um, you know, it's still week two. I know how Philadelphia sports tend to go. I'm gonna take it slow, but I cannot deny that I've never been this excited about an Eagles team watching them. It's I've said it before. I'm gonna say it again. Most exciting roster we've ever had, and they're clearly, clearly showing it after this week's uh, win. So let's jump right into the offense. So um, I'm gonna jump in. So let's start with Jalen Hurts, obviously. Um, MVP of the game. Jalen Hurts finished the game with 26 for 31 on 333 yards passing, one passing touchdown, two rushing touchdowns on 11 carries for 57 yards. He did great. He did fantastic. Yes, he did. 390 total yards and three total touchdowns. He looked like everything I've, that we wanted to see from him. I've told you a million times over, I've never lost faith in him. I've had faith in him the whole way. Um, he answered the questions. He silenced the doubters. He did everything he needed to do. This was his statement game. He came out and did everything right. He came out and passed the ball precisely. He was running the ball at the right times, and he wasn't just running out of the pocket every play. He was sitting in the pocket, making throws, making good decisions. This is the improvement that we all wanted to see from Jalen Hurts, and I couldn't be more excited about it. Now, my favorite part, and you kind of touched on it, is him stepping up in the pocket. And not only not only stepping up and taking off when he needed to, but when he steps up in the pocket and makes those tough throws across the middle, that's what he needed to do. That's that's what an NFL quarterback has to be able to do here, and that's how what people have been knocking him for so long. And you got like people are going to always hate on him. I don't know why. Like he, well, you know, when it comes to running quarterbacks, you got to look back at history. Like, when have you ever seen a running quarterback ever win a Super Bowl? Can you I name one? Care. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying off of history. New league, new era. People tend to people tend to be a little bit like less patient when it comes to running quarterbacks because it hasn't technically worked in the past. But the league is developing. It's changing. Oh, there's a ton of running quarterbacks. But either way. The, where, the place you see the most success, like you just said, is stepping up in the pocket and sitting in the pocket, being calm and throwing precise throws. Now, I'm not saying I don't want to, I'm not saying that I don't like seeing Jalen Hurd scramble out of the pocket and use his legs. You know, it's awesome. I love that. But, you know, most of the production is going to come from that pocket. I just don't understand the people that still, like, don't like him. And they're always going to hate him because I know this for a fact. They're always going to hate him because Lamar won MVP and they're still criticizing him and people still don't want him as a franchise quarterback. And there's nothing he could have done more than win the most valuable player that year. And I understand he didn't win a Super Bowl and he didn't yet. And there hasn't been a pure running quarterback that won the Super Bowl yet. It's a However, team game. It's a team game. It is. And you can't 
and it's a new era and there's it is new it's it develops it develops just like everything in time it develops and i think there's no reason because i know the hurts haters are going to come out next week if if he has a bad game just he he's shown improvements and i hope he doesn't have a bad game but he's looked he looked he did every what did he do wrong he's looked great and there's nothing to like criticize him on right now nothing he's not doing a lick thing wrong i agree so. you know um it's too it's too early to you know to make like bold claims but right now if the season were to end today only two games in he's in the mvp race 100 he's playing at an mvp caliber level right now it's hard to say whether he's going to keep that up or not. I absolutely hope so. I don't see any reason why he cannot do so. Well, actually, one of the reasons I could see him not doing so is still him taking a lot of hits. He's still running the ball a lot. He's still taking some hits on the ground. Still getting, you know, there were a few plays that didn't really get too highly noticed um, because he was actually making great plays. So people just kind of missed it. But he got a lot of QB hits yesterday. And there were some that were really hard, but he was making poised throws in the pocket, uh, standing in there, taking the hit and making the throws. So, you know, it wasn't easy to notice, but he's still taking those hits and it's very early in the season. It can wear on him. It is a long season. And that's one of the only things that worries me. No, um, I, I do agree with that. But as they, I mean, they mentioned it a thousand times in the on the broadcast that he that he squats 600 pounds in a in and he squatted 500 pounds in high school. That was the funniest thing I thought. He's a sturdy guy. He's a, he's a strong man, you know. But he's he, sorry. Go ahead. No, he just he just got. If he can stay, he's a sturdy guy, and he can, he can take hits. I just don't want him to see, take dangerous ones. Obviously, put his body on the line, but he's he's built for that. He's he's that's what he's he can take this some hit. He can take a little hit. I know. I know he fragile. can take it. I, I I'm not I'm not questioning his toughness. Uh, I'm just you know. Nothing doesn't matter if you pull the toughest person in the world and put him out there. If they keep taking hits from NFL players as often as Jalen Hurts is at the moment, it's going to catch up to him. Whether it's this year or in a couple years or, you know, it doesn't matter. It's going to it's going to keep adding up over and over and over again. He's just taking a lot of hits. He's handling it fine. It's not a big problem right now. He's just taking a lot of hits. And that's one of my one of my few concerns with the team right now. But um, to cover up one of the concerns I had last week that I think we improved upon greatly was, uh, first of all, spreading the ball. Spreading the ball was fantastic. Hertz did a great job getting the ball to everybody this game. Everybody got a piece. Um, you know, Dallas Goddard finished with five receptions for 82 yards. Devontae Smith finished with seven for 80 yards. Uh, Quez Watkins finished with two receptions with 69 yards and a touchdown on that deep bomb. Uh, AJ Brown finished with five receptions for 69 yards. Literally all of our targets pretty much ended in the same general group, all at a high level. And that's awesome to see. I, I love that we're finally using Devonta Smith. I love we're finally using Goddard. I just, I love seeing it all come together that we're finally using our, like our playmakers and not that it, it doesn't always have to be like that, but I like to see it. If it's possible to be done, let's do it. Like just spread the ball around, get to everyone, and they ran. I don't like how they didn't run under center as much until like they just were just running clock away. But I can't critique it because Miles still still played a great game, and I I I can't be mad. I can't be mad at this game. I can't be a lick mad. There's very I I I have a few qualms with the team still. There's still improvements being made. Um, I'm not uh, I'm not mad about anything, 
but um because obviously this was a complete win we dominated them from top to bottom but there are a few spots that the eagles absolutely have to improve upon uh like you said running the ball over the middle uh, i'd love to see jalen hurts under center more often running the ball up the middle i felt like every time i watched us do it it worked out this game um I've been saying that I want to see Miles Sanders getting around 25 carries per game. And he did get a step up this game, but not as much as I wanted to see. Uh, he finished with 17 carries for 80 yards and finished with 4.7 yards per carry, which is another great stat line again. You know, any running back is averaging over over three and a half yards per carry is doing their job well. And Miles Sanders at almost no point in his career has averaged under four. Like, uh, I just... I don't I still don't understand why he's not getting the ball more. There are still certain plays where we're, you know, passing the ball on first down. Just run the ball. I just want to see his run. I, I just I I think uh using it better this game. There was a point in the game in the third quarter I saw that our pass to pa- uh our pass to rush ratio was uh twenty-four passes to twenty-two rushes, which is what I like to see. That's the balance that I love to see from the team. But where with that balance, I want to see Miles Sanders getting more of those rushing touches rather than Jalen Hurts and Gainwell and Boston Scott. And it's not like we can't use those guys. I just want to see Miles Sanders get his big role. I think he deserves it. I think he's earned it. Um, I just want to see him getting more touches. Yeah. No, he definitely does. And I and I just you can't you can't knock them for using other personnel. But it's I I do want to see him get more touches because he can be an every down back. It's just it's just I, I can't knock them for using other guys, especially when they're doing they're not doing horrific. Like Scott, I don't mean Scott it. Yeah, I do fine. not. I, do I mean, not they're mean they're doing fine. Knock. They're not like elite. Yeah, I do not mean it as a knock by any means. I just want to see more of Miles Sanders. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, I mean, the flip side of the game, maybe the actual MVP. I mean, I know Hurts played great, but Darius Slay played like a king. A king. Two picks, five pass deflections, held held uh, um, Jay Jets under 50 yards receiving. It was incredible. Love it. it was debatably the best performance we've seen from an Eagles defensive player in the past, you know, decade, maybe two. Um. You know, he only finished with two interceptions, and I say only because he could have finished with four or five. Uh, he had a few dropped interceptions. Um, but he, like you said, he also finished with five pass deflections, um, held Justin Jefferson to under four, uh, 50 yards. He was just incredible. Uh, and, you know, I think that comes from, you know, allowing Jonathan Gannon, allowing him to play to his comfortability. You know, we got to see a lot more of Slay playing man coverage this game. Um, but not just man, you know, it was still a mix, obviously. We're still throwing different looks at him. But we saw a much more aggressive defensive scheme this game. And I think it was very obvious, you know, watching the game, how much more aggressive it was than last week. No, and and to mention the aggression, blitzing made Kirk Cousins scared. And that's what we just need to do. I love, I almost splooshed in my pants when I saw the blitzing. It's great. Like you know how I feel like about like the it blitz. makes it just like it. You've I've been saying it for weeks, dude. I've been saying it you for. Wanna, weeks. I mean, you want to blitz it's every not, every third play. It's not. It's not <laughs> rocket science, dude. I mean, like I don't. I don't. Obviously, I don't want it that much. But like, dude. I mean, 
you every single time we ran the blitz, we caused trouble. Every single time we ran it this game. And it looked great, and we were so happy to see it. But what is forgotten throughout the game is that like 90% of our blitzes came in the fourth quarter when the game was already out of reach. Like it looked great and I loved it, but we still need to keep doing it more throughout the game. We like we ran a few blitzes during the beginning three quarters of the game and it looked great when it did, but we only ran a few. Then we ran about like five, six blitzes at the end of the game. And we got to him every single time and Cousins didn't know what to do about it. So I just want to see us doing it much yeah. more often. No, I, I I love it. And to be pessimistic, because I we do have to take some bad things away from this game, is not – I mean, I love holding them to zero points in the second half, but not us getting no points in the second half. I understand, like, we had a lead and we were trying to run the clock down. We didn't, We weren't super aggressive with our play calling after the first half. And that's very that's very valid. But if they block that field, if they return that field goal, they're only down ten points, and that just made me scared because they were getting to the red zone very often. But we had the picks, we made the plays, and I can't complain that we made the plays on defense. But offensively, we didn't put them straight in a coffin. I know we were dominated the whole game, but I don't want to be overly aggressive because we didn't need to be, and people. Like I would, I would say maybe we would have had more aggressive play calling if they were to have scored a touchdown. But I do have to take away that we didn't score any. We our offense, we couldn't just we couldn't just bully them completely. I'm not saying it's a horrible thing, but our play calling did slow down at the end, which I didn't didn't mind. It wasn't it was fine taking away time, and I can't complain about it because we obviously were up three scores, four scores three scores yeah but whatever um i don't know yeah i do you have I, any, I know what what's your... um there was a few things that bothered me um uh with that uh you know like i was not a fan of the way we managed the end of the first half um with the with the play calling uh that's another thing that goes into the you know the aggression of the play calling uh we had like a like a i think we were at the seven yard lines so we had like a 93 yard field to run we had about a minute and a half in the in the end of the first half. And we ran the ball in the first play, and that was okay. We ran the clock down to like 55 seconds. But then we ran the ball two more times down to about 30 seconds. And then at that point, we were at about midfield. And then we got two passes off, got the ball into scoring position and field goal range. Uh, you could see the urgency kick into gear. And then we got a field goal out of it. So my question while watching the game and after the game was, what was the point of that? Why did we get conservative and not go for the touchdown there? Because we had plenty of time. And I I don't understand that. And, like, even if you were, you know, worried about giving the ball back to him, like, you know, I, I don't I – just, I just – I don't know. I just don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. No, I did – I also agree with you. I didn't understand – because you're watching it together, obviously. But I didn't understand why he didn't either go just straight aggression or conservative. Like, he – he just he like opened the bridge and closed it real quick, and he was like under center, under center. We're gonna run up Gainwell for two yards, and it's mm-hmm. like okay, he just wasted like forty seconds, and then he don't use a timeout. Then he just want to pass it down the field, and then like you don't get a shot at the end zone. I mean, obviously we got points on the board right before half. That's always fantastic to see, but I just didn't. I was very confusing. I didn't know maybe they were they were not thinking they would get any of those plays to like get converted, but like take their shots. I mean, if you get. 
two shots at the end zone and be able to kick a field goal, like if that if we did have time on the clock, which we could have done, you gotta keep the pedal going when your offense has that momentum and like that, like just keep it going, just keep pushing, keep pushing until they're dead. Beat them, beat them, beat them. Like no, I mean you have to. And a little, like, little, <laughs> a little aggressive, but I do I agree with that. No, um, no, no. You yeah. see, you saw teams not beat them to death, like the Ravens, and they lost. Listen, that's listen, what that I, happened. I get your point, and I completely agree. I, I don't know why we kept taking the pedal off the metal um, in both halves. Um, like you said, it just seemed like you could see the drastic changes in aggression um, throughout the game, depending on the game flow. And that's something that I want to see change. Um, there's no reason to take your pedal off the, your, your foot off the, off the gas. You know, I don't know why we did it at all. I think that um, – by all means, we could have completely run away with that game with the way we played, and I think we kind of chose not to. Um, it was only 24-7, to 7, but I think to everyone watching that game can definitively say that we whooped them. It was an absolute massacre. The entire game we were dominating through and through. But it's only a three-score game. So I agree. I think that we were far too conservative in the, first, in the second half. Um but at the same time, it doesn't worry me because although we didn't score any points, we still dominated that half. So that's something that doesn't completely concern me. Um, I think that Sirianni and the coaching staff kind of plays to the game flow like uh, a little bit too much sometimes. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I, it's like, I, like we've said, it's hard to hate on what we've seen from them. Uh, they made a lot of the adjustments we wanted to see from week one to week two. Uh, you know, we walked in and, you know, we blitzed the quarterback, you know, got to him. Um, Kirk Cousins only finished with 221 yards and a 17.5 QB rating. Um, you know, Dalvin Cook. You know, Dalvin Cook, one of the best running backs in the league, right? Top three, probably. Looking at what we did against Detroit last week and giving up probably, you know, almost 200 rushing yards. This week we come in, give up six carries for 17 yards on 2.8 per carry to Dalvin Cook. Incredible. Great job. That is exactly yeah. what we had to do. We had to take Dalvin Cook out of the game and make Kirk Cousins beat us. Great job with that, you know. And then – you get their best guy and you, you lock him down with your best guy. Get JJ on, on Darius Slay. You know, you've got safety help over there with Gardner Johnson. It was great. And then you've got the other guy covered by James Bradbury, who I really, really want to mention. He is my key sleeper to this game because how often did you hear his name? How often did you hear his name? There's only one position on the field he, he, he where that, one, he where that is important. Play. There's only one yeah. position on the field no, where you don't great. want to hear their name called all day, and it's cornerback because that means they're doing their job. Um, a quick stat no, that I wanted to point out. Fantastic. A quick stat that I wanted to point out about him um, is that James Bradbury and Darius Slay are both in the top five in lowest passer ratings allowed in the NFL. Who do you think's first? Who do you think's ahead of the other? First? You know? Like not first, but it's between between Bradbury and Slay, who do you think's ahead of the other? Well, it's not Ramsey because he did a bad week one. No, no. So uh, ignore the other guys. Ignore the other guys. Just between Bradbury and Slay, who do you think should be higher on the list? 
Oh, 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 it's, it's no way he's hot. No way Bradbury's higher than Slay on that list. Bradbury is at number three in the NFL in lowest passer rating what? allowed with a 7.0 wow. passer rating allowed to his side. Darius wow. Slay that is, crazy. is at number five with a 25.2 passer rating allowed to his side. Wow. Now, granted to I that mean, to stat. Bradbury is going to be covering the number Slade. two, and Slade's going to be covering the number one. But when is the last time That's you could so say crazy, that you have had two corners with that kind of coverage ability? I, it's I, awesome. I literally didn't believe it. Like, I don't believe it. I thought you were going to name another elite corner that I thought Bradbury was 100% lower, and there's a corner in between. But that's, no, man. that's crazy. Number three in the that's NFL. Insane. I don't, that's, that's a great rating That's a fantastic set. Dude, it's great. I love it. And they they both look incredible. Um, and it just uh, – you can sit there. This is the first time, you know, the reason we get so frustrated with the Eagles' defense is because they have always played a soft zone where they let themselves get picked apart. They don't run enough blitzes because they never have the guys that can cover in the back. This is the year that that all changes. We've got the blitz personnel. We've got the coverage to play man. We've got the safety help to cover over top. It's the complete package to let us get after the quarterback and play tough defense on them. And I love it because that just is a brand of Philadelphia to be tough and aggressive. And we can finally live up to that like that role cool. in our defense. So building off that, what are your expectations for the rest of the season? What do you want to like, what, are they too high now? Because I hear on Sports Talk Radio they're planning a parade Saturday. Like people, people are what? Like, I, I, I don't like that. that. It's only week two. Listen, that was to be assumed with Eagles fans. We down. knew that was coming. You know, based off of the way people are talking about it's Jalen Hurts today, think about think about the fact that they, you know, people were writing him off about a month and a half ago. You know, Eagles fans are always all over the place. I, I love Eagles them, fans, but I love I hate them. them. I love everybody. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a fun place to be around. You know, it's always exciting. You never know what what we're feeling, but here's what I'm going to say to Eagles fans. Slow your roll. You know, it is week two. There are going to be moments where we're not going to look great. Every team goes through it. You know, I hope that we can keep up this kind of play every week. It would be incredible. And I think that they're very poised to do so. I came out and said my prediction for the season they had potential to be 13 and four, and I stand by it to this moment. I, right now, after two games, I think they look like the best team in the NFC. But it's week two. Slow your roll. <laughs> Things change. Yeah. Things yes. change. Everyone got to calm down. Team gets filmed. There's, there's a lot of adversity to be faced in a long season. Exactly, dude. How about like, you? What do you think? Anytime, any given Sunday. And it gives someone someone could get injured. This person could go down. It's 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 a long season, and it happens to everyone. And it's it's scary. Just it's we got it. We gotta just embrace. We can be happy. I just want to be happy without people like giving us Super Bowl expectations right away. You know what I mean? Like I want to be happy, put a smile on my face, but then I have to like hear, oh, but like so like Bills versus Eagles Super Bowl. Bills like. No, like this, it's week two. Like, yeah, right now it looks Slow like down. Looks things are going to change. Things down. are going we're, to change. We're going to be, we're going <laughs> to, we got to keep going. We got to keep our head down. We can't, we can't, we can't already like have these, oh, we're, we're better than every team because we're not. We haven't, we have to prove it. We could be, 
we could be two and fifteen for all I know. Like that's we only won two games. Next game's week three. We're going against Carson Wentz. I know we're not going to get into it too much into this episode, but that's going to be a fun episode. Coming It'll be up. a fun oh one, that's gosh. for sure. It'll be a fun one. Seeing Carson. But um, with all that being said, you know, uh, we're loving the way the Eagles look. Everything looks great. They played damn near perfect yesterday. Um, exceeded everyone's expectations. But with expectations, you know, we got we to gotta, we gotta be realistic, you know. Um, thing, like I said, things are going to change. Injuries are going to happen. Changes are going to be made to other teams. A lot is going to happen during this season. We don't know yet, but you know, like like we've said, I think this is. I think we have all the reason to be excited this year, and let's not slow it down. We've got all the momentum in the world right now. We do, um, and we have the personnel for it. I love it. I'm happy. Yes, I'm, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be happy. Yes, That's all I'm going to be. All right. So moving on to our uh, our next thing here, right. we're gonna we're gonna talk about our picks for the week. Um, we're gonna go over our picks uh, for this past Sunday, and we're gonna go over picks? our picks for Thursday night. <laughs> Do I want to talk about my picks? Not particularly. Um, uh, I'm off to a <laughs> horrific start to the season. I mean, I don't want to talk. I'm not um, very happy either. Another, uh, you know, I got the the backdoor cover for the uh, for the Chargers, but then another zero and three Sunday afternoon. Um, so I am now at two and f- six, I believe. Yes, two and six. Three, three. Yeah, Bills. Yeah, Bills. Okay. Wow. I agree. I'm not I've that I've got both Thursday night games wrong. I mean, both Thursday night games right, and. Uh, Three three on Sundays wrong both weeks. So uh Oh wow. We'll, well, we'll, get, this, we'll get this figured out. Don't, don't fret yet. Guys, take don't a Thursday yet. pick and a fade all those other ones. Basically he's trying to spell you. <laughs> yeah. So this Thursday it's uh the Brown uh the Steelers versus the Browns in <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> the line is four and a half. Who do you have, Matthew Mitchell? Well, um you know i think that cleveland uh after last week um obviously i don't think they're a bad team but cleveland will be cleveland and um you know i think that the steelers tend to just always be good no matter how bad their team is you know i didn't look at them going into the season as a good team but for some reason i think they're still going to finish with 9 10 wins and be in the playoffs so i'm going to go with the i'm going to go with the steelers in this game I'm going with the, hey, I'm, I'm going to hope for a possible backdoor cover. Again, we'll see. I'm laying the points of the Browns. I think TJ Watt being out is a little too much for the Steelers. Again, I mean, they didn't, they, they had a really close game with the Patriots, but it's hard to beat them in Foxborough against Belichick. Um, I think the Browns should have won last game. <laughs> that was ridiculous. No kidding. Two touchdowns with two minutes left. Me blow yeah. it. I mean, that's crazy. I don't. I don't think the Browns are really a great team, but screw it. I'll, I'll take an opposite side of that. <laughs> All right, cool. We got we got a little head to head going this Thursday. But I like all right, it. I like it. Well, there's our picks for the for Thursday night football. Uh, we'll have more coming your way. Uh, come next episode before the uh, next game preview. And um. Yeah, man, it's an exciting year. I'm, I'm, I can't, I, you know, I don't even, I can, I'm 
almost speechless right now. I like, I I'm, I've got, I've had jitters since last night, just getting ready for this episode. Um, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Dude. I've been wearing this hat all day stroking it. I love it. I love the Eagles and I love the birds. And I just, I just, I just like, I like a win like that. I like the win against a team that I'm scared to lose. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Can I be happy, man? Let me be happy. I'll let you be happy. I think we've earned it. Everybody's earned it. It's victory Tuesday for a reason, brother. But, um, all right, man. I don't have to to look to the future right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, I don't have to look to the future right now. I just want to be happy that we're 2-0. All right. All right. My name is Matt Mitchell, and I'm here with Stephen Masley once again. And this has been the Flying Style Podcast, and we will see you later this week. Thank you very much.